Hey, and good morning. Welcome to Sonoma Parenting 101. I'm Barbara Pappas, your host for today. Today we will talk about a quiet body. Before I begin, though, I want to remind everybody that you can follow us on Instagram and YouTube under Sonoma Parenting 101. And you can also purchase educational materials, Montessori curriculum and Montessori training at montessoricurriculum101.com. Maybe you would like to supplement some activities at home or you are a teacher and are interested in Montessori materials. So for today, a quiet body, what I was thinking about was really a much longer title and it would include impulse control and body awareness for the child. Now, the question that we always ask, do we need this to be successful? And the answer is easy. Yes, of course we do. As adults, even as teenagers, we need some sort of body control as we move throughout the day. When we stand in line in a store, we cannot simply start picking on the coat of the person in front of us and so forth. So let me take us through a day in the classroom where we have the children. So the routine is we start outside and outside really requires the least instructions and bodily limitations. The children can be loud, they can scream, they can sing, they can call, they can be fast and slow, they can jump, they can do all those gross motor activities. <clears throat> and I often think between inside and outside play that it is very much like breathing. Outside we expand and then when we come in, we contract. And there is this transition. And in a minute, I tell you what I do for that transition. So to transition, we'll form a line. And when we are inside, we have circle time, we have work time, we have lunch time, uh, we also have rest time. And all those different activities require some form of body awareness and control. And I still see whether they are three or four years old, I still three children simply kind of uh, running into a table or a chair, they're falling off the chair. They started turning the corner a little bit too early and they get stuck in the door frame. All that tells me how they are working on their body awareness and how they manage to conduct themselves in a social setting inside. Now let's go back to when we form a line. We have cleanup and then we line up before we go inside. To bring some body awareness for the children, to give them a tool and at the same time to model. We face each other, they are facing me while they stand in line and we act this out and you can easily apply this at home at any time. My hands upon my head I place, on my shoulders, on my face. 
on my hips. I place them so. Now I raise them up so high. Make my fingers fairly fly. Now I clap them one, two, three, and I fold them behind me. Now I give that variations, sometimes a little bit more silly, sometimes a little bit sped up. Sometimes I repeat it with different tempo if I assess that some children need a little longer transition time. But that seems to work well. And then we walk inside through the hallway with our hands on our back. And I model that by leading the line, walking in. Now, there are some other tools that work really well. And one is the silent game. Let's say we sit in group and you might sit in your living room or playroom or even uh, in the bedroom just before they crawl into bed. The silent game. It is about eliminating one of our senses, and that's the eyes. We close our eyes, and immediately more energy is available for the hearing. Now, you can use it, and we have other activities um, like matching fabrics, very different materials. We close our eyes, and then more energy is available for feeling and touching. Is this cotton? Is this plastic? Is this leather? Is it corduroy? There are so many different fabrics available for matching up. But when we do it in group and we close our eyes for hearing, we simply try to hear as much as possible, which means we have to be extremely quiet. And I try to stretch it out to a minute, which hardly ever happens. But if I get to 30, 35, 40 seconds, that's very good. And then I say, let's open our eyes and we'll take turns. And like so many things, I reward positive behavior by giving the first turn to somebody who was exemplary in playing the silent game. What did you hear? I heard a car. I heard the horses. I heard somebody walking down the hallway. I heard water rushing. Whatever they might hear. Um, that is a very good tool to just stop the busyness, to slow down and to bring awareness to our body, to our senses. Now, another one is walking the line. We have a very large circle with a wide line. And then inside of that circle, we have another circle with a very fine line. Now, you might have flooring with tiles or hardwood floor. Hardwood floor. You already have a line. And... They can walk back and forth, first of all, without any tools, nothing in their hands. They can stretch them out sideways or just down by their sides. And again, we model, we walk first, one foot in front of the other. We have to be careful. We have to slow down. Whatever length you have, or you can use um, tape 
to mark anything. Maybe you have pavers outside. You can walk a line. It's fairly easy to set that up. And then once they master that and they slow down and they have that body control, they, we make it longer. And then we can have something in our hands. Now in the classroom, we might carry a lunchbox. We might carry a tray. We might carry one of the materials very carefully. Let's say a large or a very small cube from the pink tower or a red rod, whatever it may be. It doesn't matter what it is, but that now we have to do two things. We have to balance something on the tray, maybe a pitcher with water or a vase with a flower while our feet carefully walk along the line. So what you have, and we have it as rest time, is the nighttime routine. And we have, once we come home from school, we have some outside play, maybe park time. Then ideally we cook together, we set up the dinner. And it kind of gets quieter and quieter. And of course, nighttime or dinner time, that's the toughest part of the day because all of us have limited energy available. And often children act out gross motor activities more and more while they get really loud or while they jump around. So we want to gradually tone that down. And that's why nighttime routines are so important. And also they might be fairly long. Maybe we start by playing a game together or we build some Legos together. We speak with soft inside voices. Then we get our bath ready. We sit in the bath. They sit in the bath. That might be a really good time to reflect on the day. Maybe some of you like some yoga postures to do together. Just calming the body down, slowing down, and establishing some body awareness. Where are my feet, my knees, my hips, my shoulders, my elbows, my hands, my head? and so forth. And all the while, we model, we bring awareness, we provide these tools to, to improve the skill of a quiet body, to improve impulse control. We can have poems, we can have songs, games, and then always reflect. What did you hear? What did you taste, maybe? What did you feel? And then finally, we end up in bed and we cuddle, we hug, we whisper each other's sweet somethings into our ears. All that is so important for children to be successful in life, that they can move with grace and courtesy through their society, through their community, through their social interactions, and find appropriate behavior. I hope you enjoyed this podcast on a quiet body, impulse control, and body awareness. And in the meantime, keep loving your children.